Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shepska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on! It's noon somewhere. Um, I could be in Bethesda, Maryland, and certainly here in Ventnor, New Jersey. And this is Tuesday, January 24th, with news that you can use from Car Edge with your hosts, Zach and Ray. And uh, Pops, you look good, man. You've got you've got your watch collection behind you. Now, Dad, I'm gonna ask you one quick question because before the show, we were getting set up, and I really appreciate you taking the time with me. You currently are sharing your screen. So, in StreamYard, do you see Dad uh, down right below the main? Oh, he is so good, folks. He is so good. Not Thank really. you for that, Pops. You're welcome. Thank you for that. <laughs> All right, Dad, did you see the headlines? Did you see the news? What news? Man, we Which headlines? Work, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> what headlines? Which news? All right, I'll pull it up on the screen. Ally Financial, Dad, one of the largest auto lenders in the United States. They had their earnings report. And my, oh my, Pops, is there a lot to uncover here? The auto loan Mageddon apocalypse. We talked about it today on the main Car Edge channel, and we are going to talk about the Ally results here. Pops, let me run you through it, and I can't wait to get your take. Ally sets revenue record in 2022, but auto finance income down. Ally Financial brought in a record $8.43 billion worth of net revenue in 2022. That's a lot of money. But its auto finance pre-tax income and overall net income dropped by double-digit percentages last year. Now, Dad, what could possibly be the reason for some increased losses or some uh, uh, taking away from, from their net profit? It would be right here, Dad. However, the Detroit Bank on Friday said its net income still fell 44%. It still made $1.71 billion last year because, quote, as the bank set aside more money for potential losses on loans, paid out more in expenses outside of interest, and brought in less revenue from channels outside of lending. The big kicker there, Dad, they're allocating more and more money for loan loss provisions. You can't be too surprised. Well, I I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not surprised. I mean... Um, They know the quality of the loans that they approved. Um, They know that more and more people are having difficulty. Uh, They can look at their book of business and see the increase in the number of of borrowers who are behind on their payments. Um, So, yeah, they've got that information right in front of them. We don't. They do. Uh, So they know what to expect moving forward, that yeah, more people are going to go delinquent and go bad on their car loans than uh, previously. Um, yeah. And and I think I was going to say, I think I read somewhere in that article um, that, that they're actually, were they originating fewer loans, but at a higher, a higher dollar amount? Was that what I read or something similar to that? Yeah, the bank's auto and loan and lease application volume fell to 2.9 million requests during the fourth quarter, down 2.3% from a year earlier, but applications for the year dropped 4% for the year. However, they wrote more um, uh, more, more in, in terms of dollar amount, but that makes sense because the amount of uh, loans that people are taking out, the, the 
true number of uh, the amount of principal is even even higher because of car prices. Well, yeah, I mean, if the average transaction price was uh, forty nine thousand five hundred seven dollars in December, well, then uh, that that would mean people are borrowing a greater amount per unit sold. Um, doesn't mean that there's more people borrowing money. Doesn't mean that there's more loan originations. It just means that the loans that are originated are for a larger dollar amount. Um, exactly. And and I would think if you if you really dig into that, uh, that that is a bad omen for not only Ally but for all banks because. It's it's continuing proof that the car market, the buyers in the car market are shrinking, or as I like to say, contracting. Um, so if there aren't as many people looking to buy cars as there had been, and if more and more people are getting skittish about buying cars, then it's going to make it more difficult for dealers and manufacturers to move units moving forward. We, I went with the title today that Ally Financial just shocked the auto industry. And the reason I did is because we have all these indicators that we can look at left, right, center field, and, and they can point us in the direction of, wow, the uh, used and new car market is slowing down and the auto industry needs to be aware of that. It's going to impact how they price vehicles, how, how many vehicles they want to produce, incentives, things like that. And then you start to really dig into the Ally results and pair them with some other data that I'm going to pull up in a moment here about their agreement with Carvana and what they restated there, as well as the share of subprime folks that are getting into uh, uh, these auto loans. And you can just really start to read the tea leaves even more. Like the, the, the cat is out of the bag. Everyone knows that 2023 will be a year of slowdown and everyone knows that 2023 will be a year of, of really tough decision-making for a lot of these banks. Do I repo a car that someone's gone delinquent on? Or do I let them sit on it and hope that they end up making pay? I mean, we, we're going to be talking about this all year long because there's going to be so many ebbs and flows to it. It's just when you look at a major corporation like Ally, which used to be NMAC, if I'm not mistaken, or GMAC, which one was No, GMAC. It was GMAC. GMAC. Yeah. Um, General, which used to be that, General Motors. Yep. Acceptance Corporation. NMAC is Nissan Motors Acceptance Corporation. Like you don't need to look much farther to see the writing on 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 the wall. Can I can I pull up the Carvana piece to this story, Dad? Because life isn't worth living if there isn't a Carvana connection. Uh, we had that. <laughs> a recent agreement from Ally to yes. buy asset-backed securities from Carvana. So in case you're not familiar, Carvana, like any other car dealership that has a finance component, they bundle their loans together and they sell them as asset-backed securities on an exchange. So investors okay. end up holding the debt rather than the financing company. They, they want the money today versus getting the money over the six-year term of the loan, for example. Well, Ally had recently agreed to buy five billion dollars worth of asset-backed securities from Carvana just yesterday that they restated that they lowered that they only want to do four billion in purchases from Carvana so maybe they're starting to wisen up a little bit too and realize you know what maybe we don't want to buy all those loans <laughs> from a struggling car dealer um well yeah uh and and is the struggling car dealer are they the ones that are actually approving the loans um and if they are, are they being as diligent in in checking out the credit history of the people they're approving uh, when in reality, all they want to do is relieve themselves of some inventory at this particular point in time and uh, 
raise their cash flow so that they can service their seven billion dollars worth of debt. If you have that much debt, you need cash flow to service that debt. Um, so the way car sellers create cash flow is well to sell the cars. Um, and you need buyers to buy the cars. And if the buyers aren't as credit worthy as they had been, uh, at, but you still want to sell the car and you make too many exceptions, um, then maybe, maybe you're bundling together a lot of uh, um, poo credit uh, obligations. <laughs> We got to get this man on CNBC or something. Um, Dad, the other piece of this puzzle is Ally also restated their floor plan agreement with Carvana. Previously, they had had a $3 billion line of credit with mm -hmm. Ally for their floor plan. We'll be talking about floor plan today. They restated that down to $2.2 billion. So Ally, it seems like, is wisening up. They had 44% decline, again, year over year in their net income uh, as a direct result of um, you know, the, the tightening auto finance market and seeing a, an increased provision for loan losses. And they're also wisening up as a result of that and saying, hey, Carvana, we don't want to buy as many of your loans. And we also don't want to lend you as much money for all your inventory that you're in over your head on, even though you've got to imagine that the interest rates there must be incredibly attractive for them to ever even agree to the, to the deal. Well, that would that was the next question I was going to ask you. Is it stated in the article anywhere what the finance charges for the floor plan uh, for the two point two billion in floor plan money would be? My suspicion is that not only did they drop it from three billion to two point two billion, but they probably raised the interest rate that um, Carvana has to pay. To utilize that 2.2 billion ready yes let's look at it dad we can all read it together this is from back in september though of last year we've got dad let's come here the facility bears an interest rate of allies prime rate plus 100 100 basis points according to the filing carvana is required to make a 10 percent principal reduction payment on each vehicle floored for more than 150 days until the principal is reduced to the lesser of 50 percent of the original principal or wholesale value according to the filing vehicles floored must be 12 years old or less have less than 155,000 miles and have been purchased for under $1,500. I don't understand how that could possibly make any sense, that last piece. No, it doesn't. Maybe yeah. that's a typo of some sort. But it looks Maybe. like that it's their prime rate plus a point. Wow. Um, and, and one wonders if there's been any adjustments to that since then. Because you said that you was from September? Yep. Yeah. I, I would think... But you know, but what's the prime rate? What is Ally's prime rate today? So even if it was their prime rate plus a point, that's that that's expensive on two point two billion dollars. Uh, that's just more debt that needs to be serviced. Um, and like I say, the only way you service that is through cash flow, and the only way they can generate cash flow, or one of the the most important way for them to generate cash flow is selling cars. You know, another way is selling their their real estate. Um, yeah, but but that's a hell of a lot different than selling cars. Um, I would imagine. I, I honestly, I can't <laughs> wait till next month when Carvana reports their, earnings. their, their fourth quarter earnings. Um, 
and then you know probably watch their stock go down to two dollars a share uh, before it rallies back up and you know doubles to four dollars a share. <laughs> I'm excited to have to listen to that earnings report to see how they try and spin the fact that they're still a growing business. Regardless, I think the point here is Ally works very closely with Carvana. Ally has lost a significant amount of money relative to what they've traditionally made. A lot of that has to do with the fact that they're setting aside more money to be waiting for loans to not come to fruition. We saw CarMax do the same exact thing, CarMax Financial. And so this all points in the direction of eventually seeing more vehicles on the wholesale used car side because they're going to get repossessed. They're going to go back into the market at, at the same time that you have lower consumer demand. It's an interesting phenomenon. And I've got one other piece of data to hit on here. And I, I really appreciate that there's enough people out there that find this type of information exciting dad uh, over at wolf street there was an article that was published just yesterday and there's a lot of good insight here just on the subprime side of things and i want to just dig into that for a moment we have dad some prime subprime excuse me delinquency rates rise still below 2019 good times in december the subprime auto loan 60 days and over delinquency rate rose to 5.7 percent of total auto loan balances in the abs rated by fitch so we can look at not only delinquencies at just a particular uh, you know, financial institution, we mm -hmm. can also look at delinquencies within this bundling of asset-backed securities, of, of bundled loans. And so we're seeing that it's 5.7%. The record for um, delinquency rates, 60 days or over, was in August of 2019 at 5.9%. So we are pretty much back. We're pretty much back to the high watermark in terms of delinquency rates for subprime auto loans. Now, interestingly, Dad, this article does a great job. Bear with me. Subprime are a, is a small part, $210 billion of total auto loans and leases, which is $1.52 trillion. But here's where things get really interesting. Okay. Subprime loans are largely focused on used vehicles with smaller amounts financed and make up only a small portion of the overall outstanding auto debt. So here are some basics about the magnitude of subprime auto loans based on Experian's Q3 report. This is a subprime is below 600 credit score. Only 13.7% of overall outstanding balances of auto loans were subprime. Only 15.8% of the total number of auto loans and leases originated in Q3 were subprime. Only 5.2% of the number of new vehicle loans originating in Q3 were subprime, but 22.4% of the number uh, of the number of used vehicle loans originating in Q3 were subprime. The average amount that was financed, 28,500 in Q3 for a used vehicle, 41,665 for a new vehicle. Wow. So it's 13.7% of outstanding balances are subprime, meaning it's $210 billion worth of debt tied to these used cars whose prices have gone sky high and now coming back to earth yes. that these investors own. That Carvana sold off, that CarMax sold off, that Ally sold off. It's just interesting to see that the magnitudes of scale here for that that subset that is most likely going to go delinquent and going to have a default, it's non-trivial. That's a huge number. Yeah, but it's non-trivial in comparison to the one point five six trillion. Um, so w when you when you look at it that way, you go, okay, well, it's not that big of a deal, you know. Now, to you or me, two hundred and ten billion seems like a lot of money. To the average person, two hundred and ten billion seems like well, a lot of money. It is a lot of money, but it's 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 not a lot relative to the total overall. Um, balance for car loans so it is interesting though dad because because subprime auto loans 22.4 percent of used car auto loans were 
um, uh, subprime. And it was 5% for new cars. So it is interesting to think that one out of five used cars on the loan on the road right now is someone who has subprime credit, who has a higher likelihood of going default, who has mm -hmm. a higher likelihood, I'll say it, of just walking away from the vehicle when they realize how upside down they are in it. Those are some of the folks that I think could get hardest hit by what's happening right now. Like the Ally Financial News impacts those people the most. Uh, honestly, I don't think those people would ever just walk away from the car. And the reason I say that is they, they're already at their last opportunity to finance until they go to a, a buy here, That's pay true. here store. So I, I think those, those people, um, they, they might get later and later with their payments. They might become much more of a candidate to have a repossession but they're less likely than others to just give the car back and walk away. Um, that vehicle could be their only means of transportation to get to and from um, their, their job. So that, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see them necessarily walking away from it, but I see them having difficulty in being able to, make their payments or full payments in a timely fashion that i think all right be the case 17 minutes is our cap on uh, uh financial analysis for the day we've got a couple comments in the chat i'm going to pull this up first from ed guys i really like your content but you're missing the cdo issue and i'm with jay scott i don't yeah. know what cdo is to yeah. help us out there ed igor says from i heard uh, from what i've heard from carvana they have a subsidy deal with ally uh, to help float them and repay their debt they are not paying rates like everyone else. They are paying floor plan, but cheaper. Interesting. Wouldn't be surprised. Is it a too big to fail type of situation at Carvana? I don't think they are. Okay. I, I think $7 billion is a lot of debt, but I don't think that's too big to fail. Um, I think it's, it's big enough to delay the failure. Okay. But I don't think it's too big to fail. Yeah, I think made, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Right there with you. We've got David saying drove through Chicago this morning. The Carvana vending machine was empty and the building abandoned. We've seen and heard multiple reports that here in Gaithersburg, Maryland, that's the situation. Um, that's, yeah, it's unfortunate, but that's the reality. And then, Dad, from profitable business, an aspiration that we have. I yes. went on Car Edge the other day, maybe about a week ago, and I love the website. That's the only website I've been on ever since checking out the market. Thank you for that profitable business. Yes. We, uh, we did the migration yesterday, and man, 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 lots of bugs, lots of errors. We are working our butts off. The team got organized this morning at 8 a.m. We are working our way through all the bugs, all the errors. So thank you, everyone, for you know, please that message us, go on the community forum, email us, all those things. Um, we are working, we're working our way through those loose ends. So thank you. This week is uh, a lot of work for the team to, to get that all straightened out. It's, it's going to be a long week for your guys and gals. It is, yes. it is, it is. Mike yes. reminding us that CDO is collateralized debt obligation. Okay. So it's like the packaging of those. Loans. Yes. Okay, another way of referring to that. Thank you guys. I love, love learning on the show. Okay, Dad. Yes. Do you want to switch gears to uh, to the brands that struggle most with uh, with customer retention? You know, I th I saw that article and I found it very interesting. Uh, now, yeah, let me I pull don't it up know, on the screen. Yeah, I don't know that the viewers will find it as interesting as <laughs> I did, but but I I think that it it really speaks volumes to how some brands really struggle with. Um, uh, retaining their customer base and perhaps what they could do to change that. 
Yeah, let's um let's let's dig into this, Dad. So eight brands struggle with US conquest retention. Dodge Ram, Audi, Mazda, GMC, Volkswagen, Acura, and Mercedes Benz. Those are the brands that struggle most with customer retention. Help us understand what happened here. Well, uh, it it's called nomad customer retention. And what it is, what they're referring to is um, you know, every brand where most brands have what, what's referred to as conquest sales, where they go out and they market specifically to people who drive vehicles other than that brand. And they incentivize those customers to come and try the new brand. Um, now, the problem with those eight brands that, that you mentioned is that they, for whatever reason, once they get somebody to, once they conquest somebody, they they have difficulty in keeping them within their brand. They they haven't been able to establish any brand loyalty with those yep. customers. So the, a higher percentage of those conquest sales are what's known as one and done. Okay, um, kind of like you know the sun season a year ago, one, almost one and done. Um, so. It, it, it just means that they conquested people, they brought them into the brand, and they and they screwed up their opportunity to to make these people raving fans of the brand. Um, yep. You know, and and it, it's surprising some of the brands that were on there. Now, it, it, to me, it's not surprising that Dodge is on there. Um, it's it's you know those those vehicles aren't necessarily considered as um, trouble free or as quality conscious as some other brands, uh, but to see Mercedes on there or to see Acura on there and and you know I I repped Acura for what a dozen years or so. Yep. Um, it was you know a great vehicle. You know, I mean there were basically Hondas. Um, in most cases, pretty trouble-free and relatively inexpensive to maintain in relation to their peers. Um, if you were looking at, say, uh, an Acura or a yeah. Lexus, one of the selling points as an Acura salesperson was that service or repairs were about 30 to 40% less expensive on the Acura than they were on the Lexus. Um, but Acura could never, well, you know, for the longest time, they couldn't figure out what they wanted to be. And they kept going through, you know, various slogans as to what kind of cars and, and vehicles they were going to make. Um, don't mock them too much, dad. Cause, cause folks can say the same thing about us with our company name. So we got to be careful. We got to tread lightly there. Well, yeah, but we, but we haven't changed the, the concept no, no, of I'm what we're trying to do. Um, you know, Acura started a few years ago, went back to precision crafted performance, which you probably don't remember. Well, you wouldn't remember. You weren't around then. You weren't even born yet. That was pretty much their slogan when they first started. Um, yeah. And they, they gained a lot of traction with that. But, you know, Mercedes Benz, you would think once they get their hands on you, they want to figure out how to keep you as a customer. And and those eight brands just struggle with that. It, it's it's a terrible thing. 
Yeah, I mean, it is a terrible thing, but it's also an indication that they have no clue how to build relationships with their customers. And I'm fairly certain that there are some brands that are figuring that out and they're going to retain those customers. These are the one, these are the eight that struggle the most to build a meaningful relationship with a customer. And you know what? They're going to just flip over to another vehicle. And it's not just the brand. It's the dealers that represent the brands. I was surprised Hyundai Kia weren't on that list, Dad, because those are those dealers have been notorious over the past yes. year. But maybe that'll maybe that'll come up next year's in next year's data. But they do a much better job of retaining their their customers, um, and I don't know why, because you know it's so many Hyundai Kia dealers, um, you know, consumers are are, are mistreated. Um, and the recalls, but, like think about yes, the recall issues, the but, engine issues. But, yeah. but I know, you know, dealers that I've worked for where they didn't want to invest anything at all in figuring out ways to keep their customers, their customers. Um, you know, one of the things when I ran dealerships is, is I used to, the, one of the first conversations I would have with the dealer principal is that we all need to understand. And when I say we all, it starts with you, the dealer principal, and it trickles its way down through the dealership. We all need to understand that it is cheaper to keep our existing customers than it is to go out and replace them. So if that means during their ownership experience with them, with us, we we treat them to different things. Um, we save them some money here or there so that they'll want to stay loyal. That's what needs to be done because to go out and replace that customer, the cost is probably four or five times higher than the cost of just maintaining them. And as you know, when, as you know, when, when, you know, I was running the mini store and we used to do those, uh, we used to do a road rally every year. We were a sponsor of the York revolution uh, baseball team in York, Pennsylvania, an independent minor league team. We had an agreement with them. And every year from Owings Mills, Maryland to we would we would caravan 50 to 75 minis and and we go through all the back roads, have a fun drive up to York, and then we would parade the cars around the warning track and through the stadium for yeah. our customers and we made we it a together big once deal. and we and we made a big deal out of it well we we had tremendous customer loyalty at that mini store because of things like that that we did and you know there are a lot of dealers that won't do anything for their customers and then they wonder why they leave yeah exactly dad so again those eight brands will likely make a car edge main channel video on that because it's such an opportunity to to hit on them and try and understand why they're struggling to retain their customers but i want to go to the chat here pops then we have one other piece that i think is very important we should look at first to timothy timothy it looks like you're in the military so thank you for your service used all of your knowledge you shared with us to get a 2023 jeep grand cherokee l limited last week talk them down from fifty nine thousand dollar msrp to fifty five thousand dollars out the door thank you for all your help Love nicely done yes that. we've got here dad a question from sandman saying wouldn't repos cause downward pressure when those cars hit the auctions very bad for banks 100 percent. we yep. we completely agree with you yep um We've got from Juan saying, yes, my YA paid membership didn't transfer to CarEdge, says unrecognized email. Juan, if you 
wait in our patient, it should allow you to log in and have everything synced up within the next like 24 hours or here, or you can actually sign up. So like don't log in, but sign up and use your same email address and it will recognize you. We've got dad from T-Storm wondering if we will come up with an email template for cash buyers. I think that's an interesting idea, one that we should consider. And mm-hmm. dad from Alex, Andrea, we've got wonder why they kept the car age name instead of YAA name. Go watch the video on the main <laughs> channel. Um, we explained that and also give you a five minute infomercial, which can trigger folks we now learned now from slippy dad and then we're going to turn our attention (laughs) to one other piece of industry news zach i got a chance to watch the how car edge slash yaa all got started what a story your entrepreneurial spirit will take car edge to the next level sky's the limit kudos to you and your team if you have not met the team i really encourage you to go to the website so this will be my my brief uh brief throw for what we're doing over here caredge.com if you want to meet the team just scroll on down to the bottom 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 here's your different coaches you can learn a little bit about more each of our coaches for example Ashley who's been with us for about a year now her goal is to help customers have a better experience buying a car her favorite coaching story when I educated a member to ask the sales rep to run a VIN incentive on a new GMC truck the sales rep wasn't implying all the incentives and offers available on the truck the customer ended up saving thousands you can meet ashley and even watch her on the youtube channel as well and if you keep scrolling down i really want folks please 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 to go to caredge.com company learn more about the principles that guide our decision making meet the entire team although we've got about five more headshots to put up on this page uh, <laughs> folks that are new to the team how we make money why we started the business the full origin story is actually backdad on my personal website why I quit my six-figure job at 24 to go into business with my dad. So everything's back there. The whole story, why we do what we do. We're very passionate about helping the community. We're very passionate about the business that we're building. And we appreciate everyone that is a part of this journey with us. That was my pitch for today, Pops. How'd it go? I think that was well said and will still probably trigger any number of people out there. (laughs) Because some people just need to be, well, triggered. That's indeed they, they do dad yes indeed yes. they do all right we had a cartoon that i know you found funny let me pull it up on the screen and I you can did. explain to us what the heck so this is this is from automotive news the industry yes. publication going out yes. to dealer principals folks in the auto industry what are we looking at dad well i mean you're looking at floor plan costs you know and and so many people that are are relatively young in the business like what's this on our lot I vaguely remember this model. That's because, you know, the past two to three years with real short inventories, and even when there were big inventories, but floor plan interest rates were one and a half, two percent, they were so low that it didn't amount to much to carry your inventory. Well, today, with floor plan interest rates six to seven, seven and a half percent in that range, um, Suddenly, it's become a lot more expensive to maintain your inventory, and dealers had forgotten um, that that could be a big expense. Um, yeah, that, that, that's a model that they vaguely remember. Yeah, I, I found that to be very humorous. I did too, Dad. And also, just want to let everyone know, my dad <laughs> is over on Instagram at Raz is Jazz, R-A-S-I-S-J-A-Z. And if you want to see some old photos from the dealership days, here is Santa Claus. In a mini, Santa yes. Claus with his rain dog. Um, yeah. Let's see here. Santa Cooper. Claus on the lot. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to find some photos quickly, Dad, of us 
um, when we did the um, uh, the rally that you were talking about. I couldn't quite find any, uh, but you've got some great documentary uh, documents from uh, from your days at Mini here. And and I and I can tell you um, that when I played Santa Claus that year and dressed up as Santa Claus, and there was a kid that got in the in the that that convertible with me. And I asked him, I said, what do you want from Santa this year? And whatever it was, he told me, I said, well, you're not getting it. (laughs) (laughs) Very Uh, everyone. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I don't know if he got it or not, but he certainly didn't get it from me. Uh, And that was Cooper. That was, that was Cooper. He was our, he was our, our house dog. Uh, that was the owner's daughter's uh, dog um, that he used to wander the dealership begging for food and, and, and well, getting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Marco we, says we Ray had... sold minis, can't trust him anymore. No, you encouraged people to lease them, right? So that they were under warranty. Yes, 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 yes which is why I lease mine. Um, yes, yep. I sold minis. And, and you know what? If, if you feel like you can't trust me because I sold minis, oh, well, um, you know, the people that bought them really liked them. They, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a niche. It's, it's, it's a group of people that I have never seen or been affiliated with a car line where the people are so passionate about the brand of car that they're driving. And it, it is the most eclectic group of people you could ever hope to find from from teenagers to people in their 80s and they all found something in common to talk about when they were together and 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 hanging out it's so yeah now did i sell it as well it's the best car ever built no but it was the most fun car that that was built and yeah there you have it you can always rewind these live streams back to the beginning. However, we're getting some questions. What happened with Ally? I just joined. Their net income down 44%. They are taking back some of their floor plan line to Carvana. They're also not buying as many asset-backed securities from Carvana. All of the same indicators about delinquency rates happening over at Ally. And it is putting the industry on alert because it means that the inevitable is going to happen. Still, no one knows quite when. But Allies' net income was down 44%, not because they wanted it to be, because they had to allocate more money to loan loss provisions, setting aside funds for loans they know aren't going to come due. That's the news that you can use from your friends at CarEdge. You know, whether you like it or not, we're CarEdge, damn it. And I, personally, I like it. I think it makes so much more sense. I mean, what the hell when is will we be back? anyway? Uh, when will we be back? We'll be back. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll be back here Wednesday at noon Eastern, nine specific, with more news that you can use from Car Edge. So, thanks everybody for being here today. We'll look forward to seeing you all back here again tomorrow. Have a great day. Thank you, pops. Appreciate it. Oh, anything for you, honey. Join us again next time, which is probably tomorrow, to get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon.